today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Real versus fake. We're not talking body parts. We're talking Christmas trees here. And uh, Lisa consciously did not play Christmas music, holiday music, whatever the heck you want to call it, going into the segment because we have a firm, firm rule here on the Scott Thompson Show. We don't go there until December. And as Lisa said, we'll be hearing lots of it between now and then. We don't need it now. But it is a good time for you to talk about the planning and what you're going to do. I've told you our fake tree, the Martha, the, the Martha Stewart tree as I call it, because it's got things hanging on it that shouldn't be on a tree. Like a giant butterfly right in the middle of it. What the hell is that? So my wife and I obviously have a different opinion on, on the tree, which is why we have two, a uh, fake in the front and a real in the back. In order to just, you know, keep the spirit and, and the peace in the house uh, over the holidays. So what are you going to do, real or fake? When do you make the decision to purchase it? What do you do with it? How do you get it ready? All of that sort of thing. Well, let's bring in Carrie McLavern, uh, Director of Operations, Forest Ontario, and on the line with us now. Carrie, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. No problem. Thank you. I think I said I think you said your your last name wrong. McLavin, right? McLavin. I'm sorry. I still said it wrong when I tried to correct myself there. Sorry. Carrie, what is Forest Ontario? We are a nonprofit charitable organization. We're planting trees across Ontario and across Canada, and we also promote the awareness of of forests. And uh, this time of year, we're talking about local Christmas tree farmers and producers of those real trees, that real tree you have in your back. Yeah. So um, some may say, hey, you're killing a tree here. Is this good for the environment? Is this bad for the environment? Well, it actually is very good for the environment. So the Christmas trees that you see on the lots, you know, at whatever stores you go to, or the farms that you go to to cut your Christmas tree down, those trees are grown for that purpose. They're grown to be cut. So think of them like a farm. That's what they're growing them for. And while they're growing out there, they're sequestering carbon. They're providing a little bit of habitat for our squirrels and birds while they're out there. And uh, they're about 15 years old by the time you cut them. So they've been out there for a while doing all these great things. Uh, that was my next question. How old is the average uh, Christmas tree? How do farmers do this when it takes so long to grow the product? Well, they manage it. Um, there is an association of, of Christmas tree growers. You can check them out online. But they do manage their property for and understand that there are a certain number of people that come out and cut them every year. So some areas of the property are probably ones you can go to one year, but you may not be able to go to another one the next. So they manage it accordingly. So uh, is our real trees and, and the farmers that grow these, is this industry on the increase in Canada? Uh, I'm not sure about the, on the increase. I know it is a sustainable, uh, a sustainable business. Uh, there are over 500, I believe, in Ontario alone. It is a, it is a big part of our industry. It's the one uh, Ontario and Canada is very proud of. Um, you know, they have that tradition. It's been going on for, for decades, maybe centuries cutting those trees so it is a a lot of family businesses out there that do this and so there's a lot of pride in the industry uh so i'm guessing that a lot of trees would be getting cut this week and shipped 
Yeah, yeah. They've been cutting for, for a bit of time because I know some people like to get their trees a little bit early. As long as they know how to properly take care of those trees, they'll last until Christmas. So that was a, another question, and, and I'll get you to give us some tips here. But let's specifically talk about, you know, the, the trees that we may see at those local retailers and stuff. Uh, d- does it matter when they were cut? I mean, you, you talked about them being cut now and they would still be fine until Christmas. What's the key to that? Yeah, so in the wintertime, the trees generally pump all of their energy into into their roots. So, you know, before we're even cutting them, those trees are uh, already going to sleep, I guess you could say, for the winter. So cutting them is not necessarily, you know, if you cut them in, you know, November or December, right. it's not necessarily going to have a big impact because they're already going to sleep. So um, anything that you see at the stores, you know, these people are experts at when to cut these trees and when to make them available. So they're going to be good to go. And, uh, yes, I do have a couple of tips for those who get them early or even now. All right. So let's hear it. How do we keep this thing lasting all year or all a uh, season rather, not oh, all year. Yeah. That's stretching <laughs> it a bit. Year, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a root for that. <laughs> so what's the key here? So the key is that regardless if you get it from, uh, you know, on a parking lot or if you get it from a Christmas tree farm, when you bring it home, you're going to want to cut about an inch off the bottom. And that we call that a fresh cut. And the reason you do that is to open up all the pores so that water, when you, when you put the tree in the stand, it can take up lots of water. And once you put it in the stand and bring it indoors, that tree is going to be looking for water. And so you're going to have to keep a close eye on, on, the, uh, on the holder and just keep filling it up with water. And in the first couple of days, it's really going to suck it up. I was, just about to say, I was just about to say that. The first few days, it seems like you're even a couple of times a day, you're going to have to top this up. Why so much at the beginning and then it tapering off? Well, because those pores, as I said, you make the initial cut and the pores are open and it's ready to suck up a lot of water as it was doing uh, when it was attached to its root. So then as as time goes on, um, that tree will eventually stop doing that. So that's why that process will slow down a bit. Right. And anything other than water? I mean, you've heard lots of old, uh, you know, tales. uh, Put a little bit of pop in there, a little bit of this. Is water the best thing? Water is the best thing. I've had people ask me about sugar water, and you know what? The best thing is water because that's what the trees used to taking up. Uh, let's not let's not uh, feed it with Coca Cola or anything like that. <laughs> okay. So, what about when it comes to picking the perfect tree? What what are we looking for? Well, this is a preference. I mean, I usually go for a certain type, but then my you know my husband will go for another. So, right. you know, who wins the bet first? Um, but if you're talking about certain species, there are a lot out there. Balsam fir and Fraser fir are smaller needles, but they hold on to their needles for a very long time. Um, your white pine is sort of that fluffier tree that you get that really excellent smell from. So it really is preference. But uh, there are a number of different species out there, and you can ask when you go out to pick your tree um, what might be best for your objective. So you said balsam fir and Fraser fir have a tendency to keep their needles longer. Correct. But pine can be more aromatic. Exactly. Does that mean that pine would drop its needles sooner then? Um, you know what, if you keep a good eye of that water, you might, you wouldn't have a problem if you keep it until, you know, New Year's or whatever right. else. I know some people like to keep it a little bit longer. So if you're one of those that hold on to their tree for a longer time, maybe you want to go for the Fraser or Balsam fir. Right. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. What's a drop test? How does that work? 
the drop test. Yes, drop test. Lift it a few inches from the ground and let it fall. If they choose the tree that drops the fewest needles. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that too. I know some of the Christmas tree farms um, that I've been to have a little bit of a shaker too. Sometimes they'll stick the stump of the tree, shake it off a little bit. Wow. When you first get your tree, there's bound to be some loose needles. That's just trees in our landscape and how they grow. So you're you're bound to have a couple of needles fall off and that's a good thing. Give it a little shake before it comes inside and uh, cleanup won't be too hard. What about prices this year? Uh, any shortages, weather concerns, uh, prices pretty much the same as, as last year and, and I guess they could be quite a range here. Yeah, exactly. Usually they range on height and uh, and again, I'd say that they're all pretty competitive, so I wouldn't worry so much. Some places do take cash. Some people do take credit. Maybe do your research before you go. Uh, but, yeah, usually it's dependent on height. Sometimes the species can also play a, a role in price, but um, it depends on where you're going. All right. Carrie McLavin has been with us, Director of Operations, Forest Ontario. Is there a fake tree in your house, Carrie? Absolutely not. We build <laughs> real trees every year. Ah, there you go. One or two? Only one, only face for one. See, I have you know, lots of trees outside. We can. We there can you go. Them. You know, yeah. like it even there's even an argument in our house about you know no that decoration isn't going on my tree. That doesn't go on the fake tree. That goes on the real tree. It's it's quite an argument, isn't it? Only the best for the real tree. The <laughs> That's best. the way I look at it. Thanks, <laughs> Carrie. Good luck this year. All right. Thank you very much. The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.